We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach I, I hear the theme song to The Sopranos. Woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Because you woke up this morning to some really weird news. We all woke, woke up to this morning or to some news actually this morning that was that was quite exciting to be honest with you. Sean Payton, and then all of a sudden the conflicting reports. So since you have the report for us at MileHighHuddle.com, why don't you start with how it how it shook out this morning and what we're hearing now. Yeah, woke up this morning and got myself some Sean Payton news because it seemed like fate accompli. He's going to be the next Broncos coach, and I say that because according to Jeff Duncan, a longtime Saints reporter, columnist, someone very close to Sean Payton, um, the, he had a second interview scheduled with the Broncos, Payton did, on Wednesday. He was going to fly into Denver and meet with Team Brass either that night or Thursday morning at the latest. Well, after that news leaked out, a bunch of reporters, some closer to the situation, like Mike Kliss, uh, Jeff Legwald, they all put out the same tweet that had the same messaging and the same wording. Pretty much that the search remains wide open. Nothing's been finalized. They like a lot of the candidates, but no final interviews have been scheduled yet. So it was more or less of a pump the brakes type of report after Duncan put his out. And then... Uh, it became, it was uh, tentatively planned that Peyton was going to come into Denver. Nothing was finalized. And then we found out the Arizona Cardinals, out of nowhere, and coincidentally, Chad, or not, they've entered into the Peyton sweepstakes because they are going to interview him in person on Thursday. So cutting in front of the Broncos. And because of that, according to reporting, uh, the interview with the Broncos that was supposed to be Wednesday or Thursday morning has now been delayed TBA. We don't know when that's going to take place. And I don't know the veracity of all the speculation. I don't know if it's a negotiating ploy on Peyton's part. I don't know if he actually wants the Cardinals job. I don't know how that would work in Arizona. They just hired a new GM who said ego won't be tolerated. Sean Payton has a little bit of an ego. So I don't know what's going on right now, but it's not as much of a done deal as it was 12 hours ago. Hashtag leverage. That's what I'm seeing here. Zach, Jeff yeah. Duncan, one of the guys that uh, was right at the breaking news <clears throat> uh, source today from uh, NOLA.com. Is that right? Oh, no. Yeah. Times Picayune and NOLA.com. Same yeah. thing. Okay. He tweeted nine hours ago the following, quote, point of clarification on the Sean Payton sitch. He has not officially finalized his meeting time with the Broncos yet, but, and here's a big but, Zach, he plans to fly to Denver Wednesday night in anticipation. Uh, pardon, in anticipation, I'm not having a stroke, I promise you, of meeting with team officials there, presumably that night, Zach, or Thursday. So how does that juxtapose with what we're hearing timing-wise when he's going to be meeting with the Cardinals? 
Cardinals are supposed to be sometime Thursday. So theoretically, if you get him in the building Wednesday, I would not let him leave. I would yeah. lock him in those Dove Valley doors at the UC Health Training Center, and I would uh, negotiate until he signs on that dotted line and you have an arrangement, a trade worked out with New Orleans. But um, if he has any sort of interest in Kyler Murray or taking over that position or Arizona in general, if you let him leave Wednesday without a deal, there's a chance, Chad, he never comes back and you lost yeah. out on your plan A. So then it comes back to how committed are you as an organization? You've been putting out all these talking points about how, hey, we wanted to do a full second round of interviews last year, but we kind of got bamboozled by Nathaniel Hackett, who leveraged us with a, a – Jaguar's job that was purportedly his to be had. If we let him leave, we knew he was gone. How true is that? Because I don't think there's enough time. Maybe with Dan Quinn, you might be able to swing with Dan Quinn. I guess there's enough time if you wanted to get one, two in tomorrow, maybe one Tuesday, one Wednesday morning. But I don't see if, if your plan is to make sure that if you want Sean Payton, when he arrives Wednesday night, you can't let him leave period. End of story. And it's quite uh, fortuitous and an opportune sudden kind of change of of the landscape zach for the cardinals on the doorstep of these momentous meetings with the broncos to suddenly throw their hat in the ring favors sean payton a lot in terms of his leverage with the denver broncos so you know it could drive the price up a little bit maybe we'll see but bottom line is i agree with you if the broncos want to ensure sean payton is their guy you can't let him leave wednesday night and that might mean zach you don't get to fully go through three more interviews or whatever it might be. But for what it's worth, and then I'm serving this back to you, Mike Kliss, who is the first to kind of really um, hammer on the point that the Broncos want to make sure they get a second round of like a, a comprehensive second round of interviews done this time around. He said one to th- with one to three candidates. So that's a nice little hedge there. They could stand up at a podium after hiring Sean Payton Wednesday night and say, yeah, we stuck to our plan one to three. Turned out we only wanted to talk to one guy for a second interview, and that was Sean Payton, your new Denver Broncos head coach. That'd be quite the day. You know, I I hope it does get there. He's still my number one choice, and I do think uh, the trade for him would be worth it. But something doesn't smell right here. Something stinks about this whole situation. Because I can't remember the last time you had a second interview reportedly scheduled, finalized, and then it was delayed because another team jumped in. It just seems too coincidental that the Arizona Cardinals have entered the chat, so to speak, now out of nowhere. It reminded me of the uh, interview with the Texans that Sean Payton took remotely over Zoom. I think it really is a negotiating ploy, a leverage ploy to squeeze more money out of Denver. And that'd be surprising because I would have figured Greg Penner pretty much would offer him a blank check. You mentioned, though, Chad, one to three finalists. You mentioned what the holdup could be. I talked about this before we went on um, the show tonight. Maybe the Broncos liked Miko Ryans. I heard his interview went pretty well with the Broncos, and uh, they had a good playoff performance against Dallas. They can't talk to Ryans until next week, though. So maybe Peyton knows they're trying to be patient and slow roll this process, and Peyton does not want, does not want to be patient and slow roll the process. He wants his money now, and he wants the job now. We'll see. David McElrath, brother, thank you for the early super chat. Good evening, right back at you. He says, Sean Payton is my one. D'Amico Ryans is my number two. I'm very intrigued by D'Amico Ryans, I'm not going to lie. And I told you last night that I kind of have a feeling he might be, in terms of the true power rankings here, he might be Denver's number two. For all we know, he could be the number one. And they're just, you know, playing politics. They're they're maneuvering here with Sean Payton. I don't think that's the case, but... um, and Dan Quinn, I, I think right now the finalists, this is me just spitballing based on things I've heard, things I've read, the whole nine. I think it's Sean Payton one, Dan Quinn two, D'Amico Ryans three. Zach, I want your thoughts on that, and then I want to read something that uh, Albert Breer had to say about Dan Quinn and the Broncos job uh, here in just a minute. That would be my order if you asked me to rank the top three. I would go, though, uh, Peyton and then Ryan's. Even though he's a first-timer, I just the man can coach. I Did you see, though, Chad, yesterday in the Cowboys game um, when Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, the clock kept moving because the players knew that rule. Such, such an obscure, minuscule rule, but the players are coached up to that level. I am really impressed with D'Amico Ryan's. And if you nail the O.C., Maybe Frank Reich with D'Amico Ryans. I like that a lot. Someone said to me on Twitter, though, maybe Sean Payton got cold feet now because the Broncos are going to make Jerry Rossberg the full-time head coach. I think that's a little far-fetched. 
I liked seeing Ryan's chest bumping dudes coming off the field Same. and just that engagement and excitement, the intensity. I love that. Sam Bam, bro, love you, big dog. How are you? Hope you're doing well. He says, happened to notice that Sean Payton was wearing orange shoes during the Fox pregame show this weekend? Hmm? Go Broncos. Well, hey, there are a lot of bona fide NFL insiders, national-level guys and local, uh, who are saying Sean still is the favorite. Like, it would be an upset if he doesn't land in Denver as the new head coach. We'll see. I don't know. Is he that cheeky, Zach, to wear a blue tie and, or- and orangish brown shoes? I don't know. It, not without a deal, like basically being, to use your phrase there, fait accompli. Like, if it wasn't already a gentleman's agreement, why would I bother, you know, Obviously, I'm the bell of the ball. I don't need to signal uh, to the Broncos that I want this job. Like uh, that, that would weaken, if anything, my leverage and my standing, my posture that I've tried to establish with them so that I can bend the Walton Penner group over a barrel, so to speak, and become the highest paid coach in NFL history. But who knows? Crazier things, right? I uh, think we're giving Sean Payton too much credit, Chad. I mean, this is a 50 50- nine-year-old, 16-year veteran coach of the NFL who won a Super Bowl. I think he was just wearing what he was wearing. And if you want to really nitpick, his tie that he wore was a lighter shade of blue like the comment that we pull up here, and that would be Carolina blue. So I wouldn't read too much into it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Um, sorry, hang on. My, I'm getting a fr- froze. There we go. Uh, Taylor, brother, appreciate you. He says, uh, if Sean Payton is hired, who would be the new OC? Go Broncos, MHH for life. Appreciate that, brother. Um. What would your stab at that be, Zach? Joe Lombardi, who the Chargers just fired. They go way back to New Orleans. Um, I know he took a lot of heat in Los Angeles for squandering Herbert, but I would assume that Peyton's going to be calling his own plays if he's hired as the head coach, and Lombardi would be a figurehead uh, similar to Justin Houghton. I would agree on that, even though one of my closest friends who happens to be a Chargers fan was talking to him on the phone today, totally unrelated, and he lamented. Oh, how did he lament? <laughs> Just how obvious, um, how how Lombardo's uh, Lombardi, pardon me, screen, uh, would would telegraph his scheme to the opponents. Just how predictable the Chargers were. But in a Broncos setting, as Zach just intimated, we're not talking about him calling plays. We we're talking about him helping with the game plan, assisting, communicating with the quarterback. Sean Payton would be calling the plays. But Zach, to segue real quick here. From uh, Albert Breer at the Mothership, Sports Illustrated National, 
He had a couple of interesting things uh, to say today, kind of updates based on what he's heard on the coaching trail. And he said, quote, relative to Dan Quinn, quote, Cowboys defense coordinator Dan Quinn is now fully available. Of course, Cowboys got bounced by the Niners. And I think that would probably mean he'll meet, he'll go meet with the Broncos in person soon. Quinn was on the coaching staff in Seattle with Russell Wilson, is tight with Denver GM George Payton, and nearly was their hire last year since Jim Harbaugh is out. And this is interesting. And Sean Payton might be too. Quinn is positioned nicely. And then he goes on to say here, Zach, the longer things drag out with Payton, I think the more likely it becomes that he stays with Fox Sports instead of coaching in 2023. Geography, meaning close to L.A., and quarterback are most important to him on top of the money. And I'm not sure there's a place that sufficiently checks the box for him right now. Close quote. Now, if that's true, then Sean Payton is a liar because he claims the most important thing to him, Zach, is ownership and front office and then quarterback. Now, obviously, all of that becomes all those concerns become superfluous if the money ain't right. So we'll call that spade a spade. The money has to be right. Um, But what do you say? Let's segue back to Dan Quinn for a second. And also Breer saying Peyton might be out, too. Is this? triggered by the Cardinals sudden push here because why should that alter the equation that much Zach when Texans you know Panthers all this stuff the, the Broncos haven't been the only team interested in Sean Payton or who have talked to him for what it's worth I think that's why Breer is saying that because Carolina's in it now Arizona's in it um, the Broncos are in it the Texans were in it there are you know there is competition for Payton services I just um I, I I don't know where the wind is blowing in terms of how much the Broncos want to give up because Sean Payton holds the leverage in that situation. And the, you know, they have to agree with the saints. And if you boil it down to Carolina versus Denver, for example, Carolina can offer a higher first round pick multiple picks where the Broncos can't, the Broncos have the Niners pick, which is going to be pretty late. So um, I think that's why there's always the hedge about him not coming to Denver and focus on the plan B. Dan Quinn, listen, I, I all these candidates, the Broncos, let's assume the final three are Ryan's, Quinn, and Sean Payton. Those are all worlds better uh, than Nathaniel Hackett, and they're going to be a better coach with the Broncos, and they're going to get the most out of them. But it's really hard to, to negotiate and flirt with Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. I don't think Greg Penner... He's a new owner. He's talking a big game. He has a lot of money to burn. I don't think he can afford being manipulated by both Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton in the same coaching cycle. He can afford as a billionaire a lot in this world, Chad. I don't think he can afford that, though, um, relative to his standing in the fan base. Uh, the Hotchwinnick, I, I I remember we settled this a long time ago, but I haven't seen you for a while. So, oh, that's right. That's right. Raul, that's right, dude. Raul reached out to me in a, in a private message and said, Hey dude, much love to MHH. I'm going to be throwing down on your next show. And here he is throwing down some support. We love you, big dog. Thank you, bro. Raul, you're the man, dude. He says, just to express my appreciation to your work as promised, I feel relieved that none of the players uh, traded or released in the last few years have come back to bite us. Neither Philip Lindsay 298 yards in three seasons. Von Miller, 19 sacks in two seasons. He did get a ring, though. Noah Fant, 86 yards in one season away from Denver. Shelby, two sacks in one season in Seattle. Drew Locke did not play. Or Bradley Chubb, who posted two and a half sacks with the Dolphins. Yeah, it's it's it shows that the Broncos got out at the right time on some of those players. But I still think two of those guys are unresolved, and that is – Maybe I'm still holding on to too much optimism here relative to Drew Locke, but I still wonder what the future might hold for him. And Skinnity, the man himself, Scott, Mr. Producer, is going to be shaking his head as I say this, but I still think there's something there for Philip Lindsay, all right, in the right situation like he had in Denver. Maybe not as the guy, but in a situation where the team was semi-committed to him in an offense that suited his skills, I could still see him making hay. But your point, Raul, is not lost on me. Appreciate the support, big dog. Hope you're doing well. I will die on that hill with you all day long, Chad. 
Uh, Philip Lindsay, I think you can still find a role for him in the NFL, maybe like a Naheem Hines in Buffalo. Speaking of Buffalo, by the way, they really missed Von Miller after Miller suffered his injury, and that's part of the reason why they were eliminated yesterday. That defense lost a lot of its bite. So he's a Hall of Fame player, first ballot. It's tough. To, I'm not regretting that trade either. George Payton made out well to get what he got back for Von, but he is far from being washed, and he was having a, a big season before his injury. Scott says – Philip Lindsay and the legend Mike Boone and their combined 500 yards are Hall of Famers <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> hey, don't forget Philip Lindsay's Pro Bowl year as a rookie, unprecedented for an undrafted free agent and back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing campaigns to start his career as a college free agent. Unprecedented. Antonio. <laughs> Scott's doing this. Uh, Antonio, brother, good to see you. I hope you were successful on your hunt. Okay, looks like you've got some, some camo and some orange going on. In your uh, YouTube profile pic, hope you hope you got the right animal, big dog. He says, "What's up, guys? I trust the Broncos organization will make the right decision." Hashtag Broncos country. Love you, Antonio. It's good to see you. You've been with us a long time. A bona fide super chat superstar here at MHH. Um, but Zach, let's bring it back to the subject of Dan Quinn for a moment here because I want to kind of posture, prepare Broncos country just in the event things don't go swimmingly. Sean Payton doesn't get hired in Denver, stays at Fox, or goes somewhere else, whatever. And the Broncos then hire Dan Quinn. I want to get a jump on the wave of disappointment that is sure to flood through our chat if and when that time comes. And I want you to think back to December. And I want you to think back to the depths, the pit of the depredations you were suffering as a Broncos fan under the grip of Nathaniel Hackett's incompetence as a head coach. And when he was fired... If someone would have said to you, hey, let not your heart be troubled. We're going to get Dan Quinn in here with his great culture uh, and his his great defense and his history with Russ and a guy who's coached a team to the Super Bowl and all will be well. You would have been stoked. You would have been excited about that. Um, and then all of a sudden, names like Harbaugh get thrown into the ring and Sean Payton decides, eh, I want to flirt with the idea of coming back to, to the NFL. And now you get your hopes up, but if it doesn't work out with Sean Payton, Zach, all I'm getting at here is I would not view Dan Quinn as a consolation prize in the least if that's where it were, were to go. Now, I might have to struggle a little bit harder, more. I would have to dig a little bit deeper, I guess, is a better way to put it, if the Broncos decide to hire D'Amico Ryans because so much of it, Zach, would smack of Vance Joseph, 2017, Vic Fangio, 2019, and first-time first-time head coach, and it's on the defensive side. I would really have to get creative, I guess, not only to make myself feel more confident about that hire, but just help make sense of it for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it would be a consolation prize settling on Dan Quinn if you don't get Sean Payton because you also failed at getting Jim Harbaugh. So it's obvious the Broncos are thinking big, swinging big, and if you strike out twice, you're going to your plan C. In that case, Dan Quinn, it's not the easiest sell. But here's the thing. If you want to talk about Sean Payton being a Ferrari and going Ferrari shopping, well, Dan Quinn would be a Toyota. And nothing wrong with Toyota. They're reliable. They're dependable. Dan Quinn, if he was the coach of the Broncos this past season, injuries aside, they would have won eight or nine games. You can be a, a competitive contending team with someone like Dan Quinn, who to me is a mixture, and I say this in a good way, of Hackett and Jerry Rossberg. Hackett because his players really like playing for him. He has that player-friendly appeal, a lot of energy, a lot of exuberance, but he also takes no BS like Jerry Rossberg. He's not afraid to drop the hammer. He will get the most out of the defense. He will hire someone that can help fix Russell Wilson. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But when you're out of the playoffs for seven years, and it seems like an eternity in NFL time, and you're this close to hiring one of the best coaches of this generation, and you fail at that, and you bring in Dan Quinn, I don't blame Broncos country for being a little deflated. Let's hope for now that's not the direction things head. If indeed, Zach, the Broncos are the next team, to get their mitts on Sean Payton, this ownership group, if they really want him, then they're going to have a shot to make sure he doesn't leave without a contract. John Juno jumping in. What's up, brother? And this ties back, and thank you for the super chat. This ties back to, you know, if you end up going with the Quinn or Ryans, what is that? What what are the implications on Russell Wilson? Okay. He says if Ryan uh Ryans or Quinn, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, is the hire, who's the OC? Um, 
And then if Sean's the higher, Zach, who's the DC? If Sean's the higher, I think for for any of these three, for what it's worth, depends on whether or not Ajiro Evero gets an offer to be a head coach somewhere. But back to the defensive-minded guys, Ryans and Quinn. Zach, with Quinn, there have been – I'll say there's been speculation that if Quinn were to come to Denver, he'd bring in a coordinator with him that has some kind of past working experience with Russell Wilson, whether that be a Daryl Bevel, whether that be a, a Brian Schottenheimer. Ryan's though, I'm not sure what he would do. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'd have to do a little bit more research on some of the names he's been in contact with in San Francisco. But any offensive assistant exactly. that has even grabbed a cup of coffee for Kyle Shanahan, those That's dudes are already in hot demand. Yeah, even though the Broncos kind of failed uh, getting Butch Berry, who came from the Niners, you're right. If you hire the quarterback's coach, for example, or someone from that staff, I think it would be a good look. Dan Quinn, you nailed it, Chad. I think it would be Daryl Bevel or Brian Schottenheimer, someone familiar with Russ. If it's D'Amico Ryans, I'm still holding out hope for a um, Frank Reich as OC. That would be the ideal pairing because you have an experienced former head coach on the roster in an OC role, and then you have D'Amico Ryans as the head coach, leader of men, running the defense. That would be a pretty good setup. Maybe I'm not advocating for it, but there is some connection. Um, Greg Roman, he's available as well. I would not like that, but that's one name. And maybe even, Chad, Justin Outen. Would you consider running it back with him considering how good Russ and the offense looked under Outen's play call in the last two years? The problem is Outen now is drawing interest from the Ravens in addition to the Tennessee Titans and Los Angeles Rams, so he's probably off the market. Look, I was happy to see that Justin Outen, when given some some control as a play caller, that he was able to get some modestly impressive returns out of Russ, but I don't want anybody that had freaking anything to do with that offense last year, Not if really. I can avoid it, for what yeah. it's worth. Phil McLaughlin in Tucson, throwing down some stars. Appreciate you, brother. Says, Sean Payton is the first choice. After that, I'll take any of the top choices. Just get it done. Go Broncos, hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, I mean, as you could see, the Broncos don't really have anywhere, Zach, to go coaching-wise, but up from here because when they fired Nathaniel Hackett, a dude that just two months prior was chilling in his retirement chair came in and just by virtue of his competence as a manager and as a, as a leader, et cetera, you, you saw a palpable difference in the Denver Broncos. Now take a guy who's actually been coaching for, a, you know, and not to say that, that uh, Rosberg hadn't been coaching, but he'd been out of it for a little bit, right? But a guy who's been nose to the grindstone uh, at the, at the cutting edge, so to speak, and you inject him in, there's really nowhere to go, but, but up, that's how bad the Nathaniel Hackett regime was. I mean, only two coaches in the Super Bowl era have been fired before their first season as head coach was over. And Hackett is one of them, Zach, and then we'll grab Casey. I can't remember who said it. Um, I, it might have been Chef M on Twitter. Quick shout out to him. But the Broncos had three choices last year, and it boiled down to bad luck as their head coach because you had Dan Quinn, Kevin O'Connell, and Nathaniel Hackett. If you would have picked O'Connell – or Dan Quinn, you would have been much better off. You pick the one coach who is the most incompetent. And I say that because of all the big three that we think are in front of the Broncos right now, we're talking Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, and um, Jamico Ryans. I want Sean Payton. I've made that clear. That's my number one far and away, but I can talk myself into Dan Quinn. I can talk myself into D'Amico Ryans. There is a lot to like about what they both bring to the table. And they're like Chad said perfectly, there is nowhere to go but up when you hit rock bottom. And the Broncos certainly did under Hackett. AC Nickel, a legendary figure amongst the MHH Super Chat Superstar community. It's great to see you, big dog. Thank you for the Super Chat. He says, not often. I make it during a live, usually watch afterwards or in the morning. Hey, dude, we're just glad you're checking it out wherever you can fit us in. He says, Sean Payton is a transcendent coach and exactly what Denver needs as an organization, not just Russ. You, do you view Sean Payton as transcendent, Zach, or what is your definition of that, I guess? Uh, transcendent would be, I think, what McVay was you know, at the early part of his career or Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. To me, that's transcendent coaching or play. I would say that Sean Payton is elite, but 
transcendent with a quarterback of Drew Brees' abilities, I would stop short of, of that. But definitely one of the best offensive minds of this generation and uh, someone we'd be very lucky to be calling the Broncos head coach. I mean, obviously, we're we're hoping right now that it lines out, Casey, for <clears throat> pardon me, for Sean Payton to end up in Denver. And according to the most recent reports from what I can gather, all right, it looks like Sean, the Broncos are going to be the next team to be face-to-face with Sean Payton. And if that's the case, and you know that the Walton Penner group, they've been rolling this out for a couple of weeks, talks before. I mean, they've been talking with Sean Payton since Black Monday, basically. Had to wait till the 17th to get that first interview. He's been talking about it. If they want to get it done, this is the shot. This is going to be their chance. They know that. They've got the checkbook, I'm sure, ready to go. Uh, the question, I guess, too, Zach, by the way, Michael Ronquillo in the house. Good to see you, brother. Love you, big dog. Is um, I wonder how much Sean Payton, um, or I guess I should say what his view of George Payton is. It's going to be a pain in the butt for us. We already have to deal with the Peyton Manning, George Payton, Payton stuff, you know, separating the two and being clear about who we're talking about. Then you add another Payton into this. I mean, that'd be like having a an Elway, a Schmelway. You know, <laughs> the list goes on. But uh, if, if my what I'm getting at here, as I digress a little bit, is Broncos conflicting reports today and whatnot. But the last I read, that Bronco, if he's flying in there Wednesday night and he's not meeting with the Cardinals till Thursday, Broncos are going to get the the first swing to close this deal. And if they want him, I think they're going to find a way, make a way. If the meeting happens, I mean, apparently it's delayed now, so it might not even take place Wednesday. And it was already, you know, Sean Payton's had a weird schedule because he was supposed to talk to the Panthers last week, and that got delayed until today. So he's met with Carolina, Houston, the Broncos, and he has the Cardinals next to come. But if I'm George, if George Penner, if I'm George Payton and Greg Penner, and I am dead set on Sean Payton, I am getting him in the building Wednesday. I am locking those doors and not letting him leave until he's the next Broncos coach. I mean, the last thing that uh, Howard Balzer, who does great work, all right, um, covering the Cardinals, he's a longtime uh, NFL beat writer, a lot of credibility, okay? He said six hours ago, more breaking news. Source told me Denver interview delayed with Sean Payton. Interview with Cardinals is here in Arizona. Now, for what it's worth, Zach and Andrew Lampy, thank you, bro. Good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate the stars. If that's the case, all right, it came three hours after that Jeff Duncan tweet that said, point of clarification, he hasn't finalized his official meeting with the Broncos, but he still plans to fly to Denver Wednesday night in anticipation of meeting with the team officials there, presumably that night or Thursday. It's really, right now, Zach, it's kind of clear as mud. That's where we're at. We don't know. But it sounds like if Sean Payton is still planning to fly into Denver Wednesday night, and the plan is to meet with Cardinals Thursday in Arizona. Broncos get that shot yeah. first. We'll see. And right now he's the only that I've seen so far as of, you know, 45 minutes ago, he's the only candidate that has uh, gotten a second interview or has one scheduled plan, whatever. So it's obvious the Broncos are going all in on Sean Payton. And you talked about Chad, how would he get along with George Payton? I feel like, he wouldn't even take the interview. He wouldn't even loosely negotiate with the Broncos nor have any interest if he didn't realize it was a package deal with George Payton as well. I think Payton, Sean, could have a little more power, and George, his power has been relegated ever since Greg Penner has come and taken over, but I think they will work together. And he had a working relationship in New Orleans with the GM and Mickey Loomis, so there is precedent there for Sean Payton. And I agree. I think that the reputation George Payton has around the NFL does precede him. I think Sean Payton, even if he doesn't know him personally, uh, probably already has a base familiarity or comfortability with George Payton, hence taking the initial call from the Denver Broncos in the first place. Claude Riley throwing down some big boy stars. Wow, thank you, brother. Really appreciate you, Claude. It says, any of the top guys you've mentioned are a huge improvement over Hackett. Unsure who I prefer. Just want to see results. Indeed. Indeed. And thank you again, Claude. Um, but yet, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is if Jerry Rosberg could in two weeks show a palpable improvement on a Denver Broncos roster, Zach, that was still racked by injuries and afflicted by the injury bug, imagine what a season off, 
or, or pardon me, an off season uh, where guys can get back to, to health and a competent coach comes in that has some real experience as a top level team manager limits are, we don't know what that, what they could be orange jumping into. Thank you, bro. Just joined the stream. Is it true? Sean's coming to visit Denver on Wednesday, or is it just rumors? If so, we got to seal the deal. The best we can understand on the trail here, Orange, is that he still plans to fly into Denver Wednesday night. What's unclear is exactly when the meeting with the Broncos would then take place because according to insider reports for bona fide Cardinals guys, he's meeting with the Cardinals in Arizona on Thursday. So it would probably, Zach, that second interview it would have to take place Wednesday night or like mm -hmm. on the bright Thursday morning for the Broncos to get that first swing to close this deal. It, bringing it back to Rossberg for a second, you were talking about him and uh, the job that he did in two games. Those two games weren't against Houston and Chicago. You're talking about the Chiefs and the Chargers, two divisional rivals. The Broncos came back from 27 down against Kansas City and they actually beat Los Angeles in the finale. All you need is an adult under the headset. I would love Sean Payton, but again, I can talk myself into Dan Quinn. I can talk myself into D'Amico Ryans. The only one I really can't, Chad, I think you agree, is Jim Caldwell. I can even do it with David Shaw. I just can't get over that hump mentally with uh, Jim Caldwell. Agreed. Colby, what's up, brother? You got an updated profile pic. Dope. He says, I'm praying we get this done. Every day that goes by makes me wonder. Come on, Sean Payton. Well, Albert Breer, he believes that the longer this drags, for those of us just joining us, for those of you just joining us, um, that the longer this drags, the more it, it trends toward Peyton staying in media and not coming back to the NFL quite yet. Uh, Gina, good to see you. Thank you. She says, hope everyone's having a great Monday night. Glad to have you guys giving us updates and discussion on the coaching talks. We're glad to have you with us, and we appreciate your support. Um no lie. Naj, legendary figure. The lore surrounding this man's name is considerable. He says, and thank you, Naj. Hey, brothers, at what cost would you be out on Peyton? He's in high demand, so the Saints will play hardball. Is he worth two firsts? That would be rough, in my opinion. Coaching aside, what do you brothers see the team doing at wide receiver and running back? So first things first, Zach, is there a cost? Is there a bridge too far to cross for Sean Payton? There is, yeah. I, I'm as big as uh, a Peyton fan as anyone, but he's not, to me, Vince Lombardi reincarnate. He does have his flaws, and after trading away for two first-round picks for Russell Wilson, getting one back for Bradley Chubb, you absolutely cannot afford two firsts. If Carolina wants to make that trade, Houston, whoever, they can do that, but the Broncos can't. So two is a bridge too far for me. The most I would do, Chad, is a first-round pick and maybe a third-round pick. If the Saints don't want to take that, then we'll move on to Dan Quinn or D'Amico Ryans. Uh, what what's going to happen at wide receiver and running back? Well, they'll have to get at least one more starter caliber horse ready to go in the stable for uh, at the running back position because you just don't know when Javante Williams is going to return and if he fully returns to form. So that could be in the form of a relatively cheap veteran deal to uh, Murray to come back. Um, that could be like a third or fourth round pick in a back to come in and, and be that they'll, they'll have to do something to shore that up. But what about wide receiver? And I guess also your thoughts, Zach on running back. Yeah, I, I have a story coming out. The Broncos apparently have the third best odds to acquire Saquon Barkley, uh, the Giants running back in his massive contract. I am not in favor of that. I, I believe Javante will come back to most of his capacity. I would bring back Latavius Murray, maybe Chase Edmonds or, um, Batty, I think his name, Tyler Batty, the, the rookie running back who played in the final game, and maybe draft a running back in the middle rounds, but you're pretty good there. Latavius can hold the fort while Javante gets back to being healthy. Wide receiver, I'm not trading Cortland Sutton. I'm damn sure not trading Jerry Judy. I may be resigning KJ Hamler, but you got to add some speed to that room. You're getting back Tim Patrick, but you still need that game breaker for Russell Wilson, so that's where I would go with that. Garth Knight, brother, good to see you. Thank you for the super chat. He says, I agree with Phil. I don't see any bad options among the choices with subtle exception to D'Amico Ryan's being a first timer yet. I'm in mostly agreement. I'm in total agreement with you. If we're just juxtaposing it with the train wreck that was Nathaniel Hackett, but Jim Caldwell 
I don't know. The vim and vigor, he lacks it. You know, where's the juice? But then again, you look at his resume, did some really great things in Indy, almost won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Then when things f- crumbled in the wake of Peyton's uh, missing all of 2011 because of the neck, he's ousted and eventually a year or two later ends up with Detroit. And he, he did make some hay there for a while before he burned out and succumbed to the just organizational ineptitude there. So maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing. And for sure, exact in comparison to Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, Jim Caldwell, it, it would be having an adult back in the room. Yeah, but he's way too much of a Vic Fangio adult, and you don't want you know that mature of a leader. You want someone that has exactly a little fun, a little passion, who can smile once in a while. And you know, Chad, to the point about Caldwell, his success, this phone can win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. It's really not that hard or have success with him. Jim Caldwell does nothing for me. D'Amico Ryans, I understand the, the first-time apprehensions, but this is not VJ because D'Amico's not in his first year as a defensive coordinator. He's multiple seasons now in that spot. He has players going to bat for him, and he's learned under one of, if not the best, head coach in the NFL and Kyle Shanahan. Don't forget, his uh, predecessor, Robert Salah, moved on to New York, and he became a pretty good head coach as well. That's a tree Kyle Shanahan's that's churning out head coaches. That's the one you want to pluck from. Josh Packer jumping in with some stars on Facebook. Thank you, big dog. Great to see you. Wow, Casey Nickel coming back with not only a second super chat tonight, but a top rope super chat. Very generous, bro. Thank you. He says, a second interview is pretty serious. This could seal the deal. Sean Payton having scheduled uh, schedules after Wednesday doesn't mean anything. In other words, things scheduled after Wednesday, it's meaningless. If he agrees to Denver's final proposal, Daddy Walmart is going to pay that man. If not, D'Amico Ryans is my guy. Yeah, th- that's a good way to put it. It doesn't matter what Sean Payton might have on the docket post-Wednesday night. If indeed, Zach, his first stop is a flight into Denver Wednesday evening as the most current reporting claims. We'll see. I don't disagree with you, Case. I can't stop thinking about what Breer said, though, or what he opined in that if the longer it drags out, the more likely he stays at Fox. And there was always the the thought that maybe Sean Payton's kind of dipping his toe in the water to see the interest, to, to see his market, to see what's out there. Not unlike Jim Harbaugh. There was the rumor, too, that um, Payton wanted the Rams job and McVay's coming back there, and he wanted the Cowboys job. And the Cowboys job still could open up. I would not put it past Jerry Jones to fire Mike McCarthy after losing in the divisional round yesterday. Um, but if not, maybe he goes back to Fox, makes whatever 15, 20 a year for another season, and then comes back next offseason for one of those jobs that he really wants. That's not out of the realm of possibility either. Especially if Jerry is confident he's going to lose Dan Quinn and that right. defensive acumen to compliment McCarthy makes you wonder what might happen. We'll see. We'll see. Case, you're the man. Lady D in the house. Geez, you want to talk about top rope super chat? This is one of them as well. Thank you so much, Deanna, for your generosity and your support and just the impact you've made here at MHH in our community. We love you. We appreciate you. She says, I'm really wanting Sean Payton, hoping that after this his interview, they come to a deal. If not him, then she wants Dan Quinn. I'm trying to stay positive. MHH for life. Thank you so much, Lady D. Yeah, they they get a crack at them. So we'll see how much that money really ends up serving the Walton Penner group in this pursuit, if indeed he is their first choice. And if they don't get him, we'll never know whether or not he was their first choice because all the talking points we're going to hear is, no, the guy they ended up hiring was always our top guy. And all of the actual mouthpieces that get fed credible information from within that front office and the ownership group – they're going to be put on marching orders not to leak any news or anything whatsoever on the notion that Sean Payton was their number one guy if they ended up hiring Dan Quinn. And, Zach, there might end up years down the road stuff coming out if that coach that is hired that is not Sean Payton were to go on to uh, less than stellar results. You might start hearing things. But I digress here. I, they get a chance. They're the first in line from what it sounds like Wednesday night. Now, whether that's – taking the form, Zach, of a formal interview, a formal second interview or not, if you're face-to-face with this dude, coffee's for closers. Glengarry Glen Ross, put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers. So make sure if you're George Payton and you're Greg Penner, uh, 
You come equipped with your Folgers Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I could speak for most of Broncos country when I say that Sean Payton is the ideal, is the goal. But the beauty here is no matter what coach they end up picking, more than likely they'll be worlds better than Nathaniel Hackett was. So it's really a win, 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 win. The Broncos have seven candidates left after Harbaugh bowed out. It would be a, a winning scenario either way. We're crossing our fingers. The Broncos get in front of Sean Payton, but Dan Quinn is not a terrible consolation. He's a John Fox hire. He'd be John Fox 2.0. Not the sexiest coach in the world by, you know, acumen or whatever on paper, but he can get the team back to respectability and back to at least a winning record. We'll all sign up for that right now. A lot of similar threads too, comparing the Dan Quinn possibility to John Fox, because when the Broncos hired him, he was a retread. He had been with Carolina for a long, long time, led them to a Super Bowl, unable to get over the hump, defensive minded, coming to a team with a franchise quarterback in place, ready to rock, ready to roll. Now, when he first got here, though, that's not what he had. John Fox had to wait a year before he got Peyton Manning. Let us not forget, I'm having to remind myself as I say these things, that when he arrived, he had Tim Tebow, Kyle Orton. Was Brady Quinn still around? I think he was for a minute anyway. And he had to hang on tight and, and kind of help usher in that whirlwind of a Tebow season, I think, Zach, to fully get on Peyton Manning's radar. But a lot of interesting parallels between John Fox, Dan Quinn, Gary Palmer, bro, the swashbuckler in the house. Hope you're doing well, big dog. He says, uh, put those hands together and pray for Sean Payton. Nobody else comes close. MHH for life. Thank you, big dog. And it's true, Zach, when you look at resume and skins on the wall, no one else in this coaching um, cycle does come close to that resume. I mean, how many times does a Sean Payton come available? It's like when Peyton Manning was on the open market. That's why there was the mad rush to sign him, and the Broncos won those sweepstakes. I mean, not too often that – I'm not going to call him a, a Hall of Fame coach, Sean Payton, but he's definitely um, one of the best the NFL has seen in quite a while. So when he's available, you need a coach. You've been out of the playoffs for multiple seasons now. You've been in the doldrums, in the basement, written off, become a meme, a joke. The one person where it starts is the coach. And if you can get one of the best out there, you got to swing for the fences. You have to do it. Sam Bam, appreciate you, bro. Number two tonight, he says, I'll admit I might be getting my hopes up uh, here, but what's the appeal of Arizona, Houston, Carolina over Denver for Sean Payton? Don't have to play against Mahomes twice a year. It won't be a money issue. That's a nice segue, I think, to uh, bring up what was said in the that piece in the athletic today. Uh, and I'm going to quote this. This was from, uh, for what it's worth from uh, Mike Sando of the athletic who, according to, well, he talked to a nameless NFL executive who said, quote, as it relates to this whole head coaching cycle, Sean Payton, the pursuit, the sweepstakes quote, Denver has the best tradition and the new owners seem aggressive and willing to spend. But I think Wilson is washed and the lack of draft capital is holding the Broncos back. The defense is very good, but Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert aren't going anywhere in that division. So that was said by an anonymous NFL exec that was published on The Athletic today. That's part of the calculus here that you have to factor in if you're Sean Payton. Now, if you listen, Zach, and then I'm going to serve this over to you, to the rationale of the likes of Colin Cowherd, who fresh off of a conversation and what was it, a dinner that he'd had with Sean Payton, which followed it was after he had had his interview with the Denver Broncos. He was saying, "No, you don't want to go to a Carolina where you disappear into the, you know, they're not they don't they're not a high profile team. The Broncos are. That's part of the calculus here too, and it makes me wonder, is that the kind of thing that Sean Payton was saying at dinner? And so he's just kind of re regurgitating that. But what is your actual answer here for Sam Bam? Yeah, but then we have to like rack our brains figuring out was that like a double agent type thing that Colin Coward's, you know, putting out there? Was it misinformation? Was it misleading, purposely deceiving information? We don't know. That'll all be found out in due time. Arizona, I mean, that would be the opportunity to coach a young quarterback in Kyler Murray. I, I don't know beyond that what would appeal to him there. Maybe being by the West Coast, uh, Carolina. David Tepper would offer him something similar to what the Broncos would. I don't know if he can match it, but he'd be getting paid a lot of money. David Tepper reportedly is ready to go all out to hire Sean Payton. And Houston, um, more control in the front office. They have two first-round draft picks and a ton of cap space. But 
Then again, it's the Houston Texans. If there's one team worse than Denver in the NFL last year, it was Houston. So I understand the question, Sam Bam. We have F.A. jumping in with a very generous super chat. He is the winner of the December uh, super chat sweepstakes, Broncos jersey of his choice. And I even said last night on the show, F.A., if you're listening, I never got your email so that we can decide what jersey you want and where to ship it to. And as I'm reading this while you were finishing up your remarks there, Zach, I did a quick search because I had searched my inbox. I searched promotions. A lot of times things get filtered there. Nothing. So one last time I searched F.A., but this time I searched spam. And what do you know? There he is. So we did get the email, F.A. Uh, I'm going to reply to it. But, yes, get us your your what jersey you want and your uh, shipping address. We'll get that out pronto. He says, if no Sean Payton, I say we go after D'Amico Ryans and pair him with a competent O.C. His defense plays well and with passion. Grant, uh, Granted, his D-line is littered with first-round draft picks. So F.A., Zach, he's saying, no, Sean go after D'Amico Ryans. I just still get nervous, man, about that first-time defensive-minded guy. Yeah, but if there's some familiarity, I mean, the Broncos have two players that he coached last year or were in San Francisco, I mean, in 2021, in um, DJ Jones and Kwan Williams. So I don't think it would be a terrible landing spot for D'Amico. He's a true leader of men. He's what VJ should have been. You know, he's what Nathaniel Hackett should have been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, if you get him a veteran experienced OC like a Frank Reich, dare I say Greg Roman or, you know, uh, Joe Lombardi, that would be the ideal setup. D'Amico Ryans, Frank Reich, Ajiro Evero, and Jerry Rosberg. I would sign up for that if the Broncos don't get Sean Payton in a literal heartbeat. Agreed. F.A. just replied to your email, by the way, Big Dog. And I just want to give a shout out real quick here to Keith Brugman on uh, Facebook, supporting the cause. Thank you, brother. Uh, he's said some kind words in the chat tonight, and I just want to, for his uh, support, I want to get this question. He says, are Evero and Jerry Rosberg officially out as possible head coaches for the Broncos? Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Neither are getting the job. I, I do appreciate um, Denver giving Rosberg a, a meeting after the year because he looked like a pretty solid head coach, though I don't know how interested he is or how the Broncos view him. I think I would be much happier with him as a coordinator. Evero is not ready to me yet. I think he needs another year before he gets on that D'Amico Ryan's level. To me, he's more VJ uh, than D'Amico Ryan's is. He's a little too green still. One more year as a DC, then I think he'll be ready. Neither, though, are getting the Broncos job realistically. I'd be shocked. One of the things that would mollify some of my misgivings on D'Amico Ryan's is he's young, relatively inexperienced, First would be a first-time head coach, defensive. But he's been in that pool. That he's been in the Kyle Shanahan <clears throat> pardon me, pool. And if you can get some of that juice in the Mile High City, that beggars can't be choosers. Um, Rocky, 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 what's up, bro? Thank you for the super chat. He says, what's up, guys? What do you all think about the Broncos going after Leighton Vanderesh, the Dallas Cowboys linebacker, Zach, in free agency? Nah. He's washed. I, I know Dan Quinn has made lemonade with LVE in Dallas, and I maybe he would follow Quinn to Denver, but they need a linebacker that has true three-down ability. Van Der Esch used to be that. Injuries have sapped his um, ability and explosion. Leighton is nothing more than Josie Jewell at this point of his career, and the Broncos have two of them in Jewell and Alex Singleton, so I'll pass. Yeah, he really burned hot. Uh, upon initially entering the NFL. And then when he started going downhill, it happened pretty quickly, Leighton Van Der Esch. But someone will pay him. Maybe not what he would have made two years ago if he hit the free agent market. But, um, yeah, you basically have two guys within your clutches now that check that box for Leighton Van Der Esch. So I concur. I'd rather just throw significantly fewer dollars at Alex Singleton Same. and say, come on back for Same. another year. Or give him a jewel-type deal where, hey, come back for two all the guaranteed money's in one, and we'll decide what's what at the end of this season type thing if we're going to keep you for that next season. But uh, the little Kev jumping in. What's up, bro? says, listen, I've been watching Russ for over 10 years. He is not washed. Screw the draft picks and get Sean Payton. I'm tired of everyone uh, keeps saying that Russ is washed. Hey, bro, you're preaching to the choir here. Um, I, I think we would be remiss to not acknowledge that he seems to have lost Zach some, yeah. not all, 
some of his explosiveness and some of his foot speed, just that twitch, all right? But it's obviously not completely diminished. And you saw that just a modest improvement in coaching competency in those final two weeks, what kind of an impact it had on him as a player. So I'm in perfect agreement. I know Zach is too, that although there were concerns that he was washed after what we witnessed this season, the way he finished the campaign for me, I was like, no, we just got to get him the right, a, a competent coach. He's going to be okay. You then team that up with a coach as accomplished offensively as Sean Payton. And you could really start getting excited at the type of returns the Broncos could finally actually get on that Russell Wilson trade. But he's saying, Zach, F the picks. Because think about it. If you do get the Sean Payton, you're saying goodbye to your draft picks last year, your first round pick and second round pick this year and potentially next year. It's the chicken or the egg for me, because what good are those players? Maybe the first round draft pick, for example, whoever that may be, what good are they if you don't have a coach to coach them up? And that's my personal opinion. It starts with the coaching. So if you get Sean Payton, he'll make everyone. It can be a second round pick, fifth round pick, UDFA. He'll make everyone around the team better because he's so good um, as a head coach. Maybe the Broncos do follow the Rams credo and say F them picks and go for the fences. I would not be opposed to that because, again, Sean Payton doesn't come out, come around very often. Also, as a matter, as a rule of thumb, we don't believe in coincidence. All right. Uh, at Mile High Huddle. And if Russell Wilson, I get it, it was his first year in a new NFL environment, new coaches, new team, all that. So you could chalk it up to that. But. If Russell Wilson, his big regression and step backward hadn't corresponded in perfect unison to one of the most incompetent head coach hires of all time, then I would be a lot more concerned and maybe I'd be leaning forward in my chair a little bit more when a nameless NFL exec starts talking about that he's washed. But not only did it correspond perfectly, his improvement corresponded perfectly to Hack it being gone. So I honestly, guys, I don't want to take the responsibility and the onus off of Russ. He has to bear the burden for why he failed to meet the expectation last season. But the coaching is the biggest reason why. And just the overall team culture, the way he was kowtowed to, given his own offense, uh, allowed to um, kind of put himself on a pedestal. And no, no, no. And I think that's the thing where that's something, Zach, that even if a guy like Dan Quinn were to be hired or D'Amico Ryans, hey, let's dispense with that stuff. Let's do away with the office. Let's get you back in the locker room with the dudes. Let's stop all this nonsense with the amount of access we're giving your personal private coaches uh, to our team facilities and how much influence they have on your technique and what you're practicing, what your work. No, no, no. It's what the team coaches want from you. This is your little tweaks like that. My goodness. And then we get we can get into scheme and all that. Um, as Scott says, the worst version of Russell Wilson in Seattle would be a massive improvement over the Denver version. He didn't fall off that bad, naturally. And then we'll grab Nigel. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we saw him for 15 games with Hackett, and he looked worse than Nathan Peterman. I, I mean, I've never seen a quarterback look that lost on the field as rusted, but then you fire Hackett, you make out in the play caller for the last couple games, and he looks like a quarterback reborn. Not just with his arm, he showed he still has that with that pass to Jerry Judy, with his legs too. He had two rushing touchdowns, I think two, he might have had three, against Kansas City. So he is still a dual-threat quarterback. He'll never be 24-year-old Russell Wilson again. He'll never be the 2012 you know, Super Bowl quarterback in Russell Wilson, but he's not going to be as bad as we saw last year. You put him in a run-heavy scheme, and here's the, the important note. With a better offensive line, you improve the front five up up front, obviously, and you will be worlds better. He'll have more protection. The running game will get going, and you can feed off that. I guarantee you he's not washed. He'll never be what he used to be, but he'll be a far cry from the crap that he put forth in 2022. Nigel, thank you for being in the chat tonight, my friend, checking in in Oz. All right. He says, out of the nominated possible coaches who would attract who would attract the better free agents from Perth, Western Australia. Checking in. That's awesome, dude. Great to have you with us, big dog. See, proof yet again, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is in fact a state of being. 
Zach, which guy gives the Broncos the better uh, – that's right, that's right. Who gives the Broncos the better uh, recruiting beacon as far as these head coach candidates? State of being, baby. So cool. Nigel's with us from Australia. I don't know what time it is there, but I'm sure it's uh, – It's tomorrow there, dude. Yeah, you're in the future, <laughs> Nigel. Tell us what it's like. Um, I don't th- – obviously, Sean Payton has the name cachet to attract the free agents, but let me tell you the most attractive thing besides money to a free agent. That's winning. It doesn't matter if Dan Quinn's the coach, Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryans, David Shaw, anyone, you, me, Scott, if the Broncos are a winning team, team or players will want to come play for them. It's that simple. Deanna with another very generous super chat. We're about out of time, guys, for what it's worth. So any burning topics, questions, get them in the chat because we got to go here soon. But Deanna, thank you so much. Seriously. Love you. you. Appreciate you. She says, have a great night, guys. Still want Sean Payton. But money talks. I'm hoping that Daddy Walmart, LOL, ponies up the dough and comes through for us all. Wilson is going to shine with a competent coach. We also need a new O-line. Those come relatively cheap. Hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, if you get the right coach and the right philosophy in here with the right discerning eye, you can rebuild it because you've got Garrett Bowles most likely to come back and, and reprise his role as your left tackle. And you've got a burgeoning right guard in Quinn Miners. And the other three spots, look, you gotta you gotta upgrade those. And between the free agent dollars that the Broncos are gonna have, Zach, and what draft picks will remain pending a Sean Payton trade, I I feel modestly confident that they can at the very least significantly improve the O line, fix it in one fell swoop. Might be a little too much to ask, but quantum leap forward, yes, if you make the right decisions. Um, if the Broncos do hire Peyton, obviously we'll have to check um, which New Orleans linemen are free agents this year to see if any could follow. It'd be funny if it, uh, the Broncos traded for Ryan Ramchick, considering I wanted him more than Garrett Bowles in 2017. But absolutely, Deanna, except for getting the head coach hire right, improving the offensive line is the number one priority because that's directly attributed to fixing Russell Wilson. And I just I shake my head. I see a comment like Tom. Uh, that says the O-line wasn't as terrible last year. Teddy, Teddy held the ball too long. This year it was injuries. Things will get better. Peyton gets over the top. I, I think what you're saying is it, it was worse in 2022 than 21, but it wasn't just injuries. The players on the field, even the replacement players, the Wattenbergs, the Glasgow's, they were not good enough. They are not NFL quality caliber starters. You have to improve the talent pool across the board from left tackle to right tackle. Agreed. And look, Lloyd Cushenberry, he's coming in. He's coming back for the last year on his rookie deal. Graham Glasgow is under contract, but I can promise you he's not returning at the number that he's currently scheduled to make. So if they bring him back, it'll be at a significantly uh, cheaper cost. But we got Chris throwing down some stars on Facebook, another legendary supporter and Super Chat superstar. Great to see you, Chris. Hope you're doing well, big dog. Thank you for jumping in. Mike throwing in also some stars late. Appreciate that, guys. Two of uh, two of our favorites, near and dear to our hearts. Much love and respect. We've gotten to kick it with Chris. We that was fun. We got to do that just this past September at the MHH meet and greet at the stadium. Mike, one of these days you're gonna have to make one of those. Okay, and come see us. We'll do it. Hopefully, we'll get to see you this this next fall, guys. But uh, we're out of time. We got to go. But before we ditch out, okay, hang out for just a second. We got a few messages for you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. To, I wish I could say aftermath. I kind of miss Broncos football already, but thank you for, t- for tuning into the Monday night podcast this evening. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at the MHH pod. The main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking, as you see in front of you, huddleuppod.com. Check it out when you can. A lot of good stuff there. And facebook.com slash Mile I Huddle Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you haven't, guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month because we love giving it away. But if anything, please, guys and gals, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. He always tries to get me off because I try to time it like this. and then like, Changes the meter. Um, one thing I want to piggyback on what Zach just said is we really need you guys. Look, we have 18,000 of you that watch every day on YouTube. Um, 
what is a hundred thousand people on Facebook, etc. And we love you. We need you. More than half of you have iPhones. All right. We need you to open up Apple Podcasts and give you football priest a five star review. Very crucial right now as we open up, kick off this new year, 2023. Even if you never listen on Apple Podcasts, but you listen on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or wherever, please head over there and give us that five-star review, especially if you have an iPhone, which our data shows us that more than half of our mobile users uh, and readers of the site and viewers of our content are on iPhones, Apple products. So please take care of that. And this, and what you get in return, yes, you get the opportunity to win the giveaway, five-star review giveaway each and every month. So please take care of that. Shout out to these great supporters on Facebook tonight, starting with Claude Riley, Michael Ronquillo, Chris Hernandez, Andrew Lampy, Phil McLaughlin, Colby C. Collier, Josh Packer, Gina Cooper. Love you guys. On YouTube, Sam Bam, David McElrath, Taylor Christensen, uh, Antonio Aragon, John Juno, Casey Nickel, Orange, Raul in the house as well, Najal Toff, uh, Garth Knight, Gary Palmer, Rocky Allen, the Lady D, F.A., Little Kev, much love and respect. Love you guys. Yeah, really quickly also, Keith Brugman wants to know, five-star review on what? That would be five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on your computer if you have a Mac, but just be sure you leave a five-star, and you'll be entered a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But have a great rest of your evening tonight, guys. Great start to your week. We're off until Thursday evening. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.